you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact, and we got all of the Vegas Bad Boys here, and we're um, we're back together. It's good to see all of us. I think we got through um, pay-per-views, vacations, vacations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, we're all back, and um, it's good to see everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you are on the live chats, feel free to throw your comments in. You can catch us every Sunday, YouTube, live, Facebook Live, and on Twitch. All right? So this is Wrestling Talk. We got a lot of good topics we're going to get to this week. So let's get right to it with our four-way stop. All right. How about we go with you, Sin City Steve? What was your highlight for this week in pro wrestling? All right. So, first things first, Wardlow is your new AEW TNT champion after absolutely destroying Scorpio Sky on Dynamite. Uh, There's no other way to describe it. He absolutely (laughs) destroyed the guy. Um, Obviously, I'm a fan of, of both competitors, and of course, they both need the proper respect. But they are strapping the rocket toward Lowe's back, and hopefully they give him a run with this title. He hangs on to it for a while and brings, you know, some prestige and stability back to the title. Because if they're going to ping pong it and just trade it off left and right to God knows what every single week, it doesn't mean shit. So I'm just hoping and praying that they're, they're going to have that title on him for a while. Uh, I know that I know that you guys are laughing. I get it. Um, I, I completely get it. But it doesn't change the fact that it's it's still big. Um, elsewhere, um, first matches have been announced for Ring of Honor: Death Before Dishonor on July 23rd for the world title. Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty. TV title: Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal. Pure title: Wheeler Yuta, Daniel Garcia. Tag team title: FTR and the Briscoes. Um, so the, the show sounds pretty good so far, but uh, really Tony, the time has come, get them off of mainstream R uh, get R O H off of AEW programming. Holy shit. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time. It's not making sense at all. All right. Yeah, And, and announce the pay-per-view. I don't know. A couple months before, not two weeks. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, Simon Street, man, what you got, man? So, yeah, I mean, uh, didn't get a chance to, and I'm sorry, Sensei Steve, didn't get a chance because I had a busy week to really watch AEW, so it sucks. So, I'm, but I'm glad you're here because I feel like you will give the best representation of that product, unlike these two goofballs up here. Love you guys, but I can't expect y'all to give me the play by play like Sin City. But out, out of the way, here are mine. 
four-way stop highlights. Pretty much, you know what? I was surprised with Raw wasn't as bad. I was going in expecting it to be hogwash, especially the fact that you imported about as much as SmackDown on Friday on Raw as you possibly could, but it was bearable. Uh, Asuka versus Becky Lynch. That was actually a decent match to show the show. Most people may not just may disagree with me, but I actually found it entertaining. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Um, Becky Lynch back on top, so they say. We'll see what happens. Um, but a big thing for me that I watched this week was NXT Great American Bash. I thought that that was a standout show. I felt like most of the matches on the night was good. Well, some of those include, um, you know, Hayes versus uh, Grayson Waller. That was a hell of a match. It was fire from start to finish. I really liked it. I liked the ending um, and everything. It was really, really good. I just wish that we would see more of Waller. Um, and we probably will. Other than that, SmackDown. What can I say? Finally, Fox has presented us with a premium event on SmackDown, unlike Money in the Bank, because our tribal chief was back and he addressed us for the three weeks that he was gone. And Heyman is the freaking star of this one, because I will tell you this right now. The shit was hilarious how he was just found a way to boost up Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at the same time. I can't wait to see what's going to happen because I was not interested until then. And that's my full stop. All right. What you got, Mr. Matt Michaels? Miz and AJ, man. That's a way to start it off. Talk about a fucking wonderful, nice little match there. And two guys who prove every single time that they are fucking just solid. Um, the uh, hot dog eating contest. We had Otis puking up the hot dogs. I thought that was very wonderful. You know, nothing better than watching vomit come out of another man's mouth to make you go, boy. Fourth of July, hell yeah! Uh, but also kudos from the guy from uh, Forbidden Door winning the hot dog eating contest. That was really cool. So I didn't <laughs> expect to see him show up on Raw, and so I guess the Forbidden Door is really open. So um, <laughs> Gunther kicking Uncle Sam's ass—that was beautiful. And then uh, Gunther punishing Ludwig Kaiser on SmackDown. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And, of course, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns opening up uh, SmackDown was uh, incredible. Uh, again, uh, just the way Paul sold it was uh, just beautiful. Um, so, uh, yeah, all around uh, some pretty solid stuff. Okay, no doubt. For myself here, I do have down Oscar and Becky Lynch. I definitely had to shout out that in my uh, as a big highlight. Now, I will say... Uh, there were two matches. I just want to shout out because, yes, it was great to see them win titles. I will say, on the other hand, I didn't think that they were the best of matches. I don't think they were the best. And who I'm talking about, first one, is your new women's uh, tag team champions. It was congratulations to Roxanne Perez and, and Cora J beating Toxic Attraction. Also, shout out to Warlow for beating Scorpio Sky. At the same time, as you watch those matches – I didn't necessarily find those being uh, great matches. I saw it really just trying to get to the point of crowning new champions. So for, for what it is, you know, congratulations. But I would like to see a little bit uh, a better match between both. Um, Loretto Kid, Trey Miguel on Impact Wrestling. Excellent match. Trey was actually kind of fighting on one leg because he's supposed to, 
you know, be injured, you know, according to the storyline. But he played it off well. And they're still able to do these crazy moves, hopping on one leg. It's just amazing. I, I love Trey. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo had a, a match versus Mia Yim uh, to see who's going to fight for the knockouts title. And um, you should be happy Matt Michaels, Mia Yim did beat Deanna Perrazzo, but I was cheering Deanna all the way to the end, you know. Let me tell you, my favorite guys, I'm not going to lie from the time I saw it last week to me seeing it this past Friday, the Maximal Male Model. I've been telling you, I've been hyped about this from the beginning, and I am still hyped. You can look at me all you want, Mr. Matt Michaels. This is a storyline that I can tell you right now that's going to keep me laughing, entertaining, probably looking for the shirts that have the MMM across so I can go ahead and get my shirt order in. And I'm excited to see what we're going to get uh, with, let me make sure we got here, uh, Mansois, Max Dupree, and uh, let me make sure I got this, uh, Monse. Boom. Love it. All right. You know Let's, what? Real quick. Yeah. Real quick. Did you know that they already released on uh, WWEshop.com some of their merch already? Oh, is it? And okay. I got to go over Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. They got the shirt and everything. They also have whitey tidy underwears with Max Dupree on them. You're going to be getting those too, right? <laughs> Dude, it just, just wait for clearance because it'll be the done clearance in about five weeks. <laughs> Ultimately, if this doesn't bring back freaking Brizango, I don't know what does. You're not lying. That's all you need. Have him come in there and be the new him back. Listen, that's bring him back on. and have him yeah. feud with him. Call today. First yep. off, first off, let me just uh, let me just make sure. I think what we should do, fellas, as the Vegas Bad Boys, I think we need to go ahead and just sign up for the uh, Maximum Male Models site. So. Let's go ahead and do it while we while we're alive here on the uh, biggest oh bad boys. Now, look, it it does say here that this website is intended for entertainment purposes only. WWE is not a modeling agency. It will not be reviewing or considering any submissions for actual model assignments, employment, or calls. If you want to continue anyway to have some fun, then please proceed. So proceed. I want to have some fun. <laughs> I just thought. Although I don't want to say that publicly, I want to have some fun with some uh, maximum models, male models. Hey man, they're doing their thing. All right, not my choice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do it. Too sweet for the week. All right, Simon Street. Let me start with you, man. What uh, what matches were just too sweet for the week for you? You know what? My matches for two sweet for, uh, for the week was definitely NXT Great American Bash. Two matches in particular. The one match that I found just entertaining as I thought it was, and I talked about a little bit last week, was NXT Tag Titles Creed Brothers versus Roderick Strong and Damian Kemp. Yeah, Damian Kemp was a little bit slow to get kind of in his footing on there, but it worked out. Had uh, you know, but the one thing that I would like to point out about this match that I really really liked. Mm-hmm was a lot of people, from what I was seeing on the interwebs, were all kind of thinking it was going to be Roger Strong and Damian Kemp. But in all actuality, it served a purpose, I feel, to really making the Creed Brothers that much stronger, which for anybody who watches NXT already knew that. But for the people who don't watch the products, now you know. The shit has been proven. And um, I'll talk a little bit later about uh, Julius Creed uh, and what I think about him and his future. 
Um, another match that I saw that was really, really good, I think a lot of people kind of fell asleep on and really didn't think about, was really Tiffany Stratton versus Wendy Chu. Shout out to Wendy Chu for making Tiffany Stratton look like a million bucks in the star that she could be. Now, not taking away anything from Tiffany Stratus. She is very athletic, 100% gorgeous. She looks like a star, but she's still a little bit green around the gills when it comes to the ring. But Wendy Chu made her look fantastic and made for a very interesting match. I know that Impact watched that match over and over again because his wife was wrestling in that match. Or at least Wendy Chu, who's is like his wife look alike. Although I think his wife's a lot better looking. That's just my. I'm, I'm just more concerned that you got a clear enough picture to see that Tiffany Stratton's gills were green. Wow. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: <laughs> Tiffany Stratton is a very beautiful woman, and um, I am not as so privileged to be able to be close enough to see her gills. <laughs> oh Jesus, uh, Matt Michaels, <laughs> what was your too sweet for the week? HDTV makes it close enough. Uh, <laughs> We got to start Becky versus Asuka for sure. Uh, that's how you do a no holds bar match. It's uh, uh, something that uh, AEW could learn. Uh, it doesn't need blood. Very mm. simple. You don't have to just go like, look at us. We're better because we have gore. It's like, hey, we can tell a story. That's how you do it. And uh, yes, Cora Jade and Roxanne beating Toxic Attraction was a wonderful fucking moment to see um again the the talent that they sign in nxt right now who have wrestling experience are going to get quicker pushes um you're going to see the athletes and the ones who who come in as trained wrestlers they're going to get quicker pushes and you're seeing that in both of those uh, women just bam hitting it but don't even you know, you can't sleep on the fact that Toxic Attraction has been a great way to get those three women together mm-hmm. uh, and give them something and build them. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we eventually see them go up at some point. So it should be uh, very interesting. Good stuff uh, with that. And how about that? Braun versus uh, Cameron Grimes, man. That was yeah. a nice, nice match. And uh, to have Braun get attacked afterwards by someone that we see getting hyped up uh, in a promo during the the event, that was, that was just uh, wonderful, man. So good stuff all around. All right, all right, all right. All right, Sin City. All right, so Eddie Kingston, Kanosuke Takeshita, uh, put on an absolute banger on Rampage. Uh, if you didn't happen to check out that match for one reason or another, I highly recommend going back and checking it out. Uh, it led off Rampage. It was a great way to get the show going. Um, Kingston picked up the win, and uh, now he's en route to A-Him, a gimmick match with Chris Jericho, which just so happens to be a barbed wire match as part of Discovery's Shark Week promotional blitz. (laughs) Now, I know we talked about that exact thing on this show and those two guys being the the ones that would participate in the whatever gimmick match. We even threw out maybe a shark tank match. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so it's going to be a barbed wire match. And you're kind of – we're kind of right because – 
the Jericho Appreciation Society is going to be in a fucking shark cage. I know. They're above the ring. <sighs> hey. Oh, those chums. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, elsewhere, uh, John Moxley and Brody King definitely delivered on their interim title match. Uh, those two guys brought it. They had the exact type of a match that you would think that you would get from those two guys. Um, very, very solid stuff. Um, I, I don't know if I would have put Brody King in this situation this soon, but it is what it is. It was good for visuals. Um, and it, it, like I said, it produced a, a very solid match. Okay. Good stuff. My too sweet for the week. Carmelo. Yes. That entrance that he had this kind of, yeah, that was just dope. Uh, and he's just sitting right there on the bench. I mean, you know, when he shoots, he just don't miss. I tell you, it was awesome match against Grayson Waller. Uh, Got to give props up to that. The Penta versus Roosh match. I'm a Roosh fan. Um, and I got to tell you, I didn't, again, that's one of those matches that I guess I would have to watch on a pay-per-view to really get the true extreme of what both of these guys can do. It was good to see kind of a, a preview of what you can get, but you know these guys can really go a lot harder. And I just wanted to give shout-out to that as well. An Allen Angel versus Speedball Mike Bailey for the X Division of title. Now, I'm not too familiar with Allen Angel. I guess he's from the Dark Order, which is the reason why I probably paid him no attention. But um, but overall, he's he, you know, hey, he wasn't bad, but Speedball, dude, I mean, he that guy is just on another level. Um, I can tell you right now, if I had to put together a, a top five list of just um, just in ring talent, he would be in my top five. Uh, speedball is just yeah, and I'm and I'm the talking. Matt, the Matt Vandergriff better be on your top five too. Well, listen, and, and again, I'm not talking about anything when it comes to Mike's skills itself. So, because uh, you don't hear uh, Speedball talk really much at all, but in ring, what he does, and you might be right. I don't. I'm not too familiar with his style but yeah of but, course you're not because you haven't watched any wrestling shows here in vegas for what five six seven years you know what that's why we send you out there okay our correspondent <laughs> for fsw all right um lacey evans her character uh you know the little switch there okay i gotta give a little shout out to that it looked like she's i like to see what what was coming out of what's gonna come from her because at, at first i was like are we really gonna run with this whole patriotic theme and yeah I, I i like where where that went um and where do i get an ass beating ticket where do you an ass get beating one? Ticket? It, it, yeah, it's, where do you it's, get it's real simple yeah. talk back to your mama talk back to your mama <laughs> talk <about the> ass <laughs> that's what's first gonna happen i never seen it at Ticketmaster, but i that's a ticket right there i'm i'm i wanted to know more about all right guys um let's get into uh this week's wtf all right look i'll i'll start this one off because to be honest with you i i didn't have a whole lot i'm shocked um and actually michaels liked the idea of otis pooking in the ring yeah that's my wtf what the fuck is that that was so gross i didn't want to see that at all um you know i mean it is what it is but i i was like don't and, and don't do it in slow motion guys come on yep 
I, I, I like the extra large chunk of hot dog and then the, the spray. Right. right. That's where he went wrong in the first place. Your mama said chew your food correctly and shit wouldn't have happened. It was a hot dog eating contest. Oh, hey, did, you see, did you did you see the size of that big piece of meat? It was it's like a, a small hot... <laughs> Dude, dude, do you just swallow big pieces right. of hot dog in your mouth? I chew everything. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Move on, DJ. Move on. Hey. All right, this is my last one. Now, Theory, of course, has the briefcase, uh, uh, hits it, uh, uh, Bobby with it. What happens? The briefcase opens, but nothing falls out. Guys, come on. It's supposed to be a contract that is inside of the briefcase. Just put a piece of paper in there. You can just, you know, scribble on it. Who matters? All you know is you see the piece. There was nothing that fell out. You know, when he quickly tried to close it and shut it. Guys, come on, let's keep it up. I want to bre- I want to really believe there is a contract that's inside of that case. The guy's what, too what smart, man. Why keep the <laughs> contract in there if he fucking loses that contract? No. Nope. They you don't ain't need a work. contract when Vince McMahon <laughs> has already plotted your course. Move on. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my WTF. Like I said, I didn't have a whole lot. Let me jump over to you. Uh, let's go to you, Matt Michaels. What uh, WTF you at? A uh, valuable lesson learned on SmackDown. If you cut the ring ropes uh, with a sword, uh, fire <laughs> from the ring posts. Um, okay, Eddie Kingston, uh, you might have liked the match, Steve, but he needs to keep a shirt on or get into shape. Yeah. For a second, he could beat a guy like that. Um, fuck. Yeah. And then him going against Jericho. Jericho, who looked like Eddie Kingston six months ago, <laughs> now looks like the fucking Japanese kid. So Kingston should get fucking tips from Jericho. Um, <laughs> we got uh, young lions. Scorpio Sky being being beat two times for the TNT title. He's a fucking loser now. Thank you, Tony Khan, for fucking just making him irrelevant. Way to go, AEW. Uh, AEW must have great craft service because Keith Keith Lee looks like he ate Swerve. So I'm assuming that's what Keith Lee's doing nowadays. Uh, Matt Hardy actually called them uh, Butcher and the Blaze because he's never had a head injury in his life. (laughs) ROH has a pay-per-view on the 23rd and uh, the ROH TV, TV champ Samoa Joe hasn't been on TV since NXT. Uh, Ruby Soho even lower on the card than in WWE. I mean, Ty Conte fucking who can't wrestle or cut a promo fucking took her out with a car door. Way to go, Ruby. Hope you found your uh, your uh, pot of gold there. Uh, oh, you know, I was looking. When did Hook join the Dark Order? Hook joined the Dark Order. It was crazy, man. Little guy. But yay high had a mask on. They were calling him like one or something like that. It was crazy. I never saw Hook uh, in the Dark Order. And uh, most of all, um, you know, they were pumping noise in the building for Brody versus Mox because fans couldn't give a shit. Uh, Mox could have wrestled Bruiser Brody and got a better reaction than the uh, than wrestling Brody King. Uh, hell, the the fans would have. Uh, given a better reaction if uh, Mox wrestled Brody Lee instead of Brody King, like now. So, (laughs) yeah, what a match. Oh, my God. All right. Sin City, what you got? All right. So, first off, shout out to Squared Circle Squares in the YouTube chat. Uh, I agree completely. He said, 
Michaels, you have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, Christian Cage and his damn turtleneck. Um, the, the the sign of a of a diabolical heel is how well they can pull off the turtleneck and leather jacket combo. Um, and Christian Cage pulls it off. But the fact is, the why he's in this list is not for anything that I'm hating about what he's done. More so, what the fuck is he going to say next? The gimmick with Christian, obviously, is now it's just customary for him to just have, you know, a regular promo and then in the middle of it say one line that just gets an illicit crowd reaction and then the promo just goes, you know, way <laughs> off the rails and um, it, it generates a lot of heat. Um, pretty interesting shit there. Um, obviously, wishing death to all of Jungle Boy's family, besides his mom, of course, to bringing up Jeff Hardy's substance abuse and addiction history in his promo. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say Christian's finding a groove. Um, the whole situation with getting to the triple or nothing tag match uh, was really dodgy. Um, I think somebody missed a line somewhere, but the dialogue didn't make sense. Uh, having the Bucks issue the challenge for a three-way match didn't make too much sense in itself. And um, I, I'm really sure that the match will deliver, but the whole segment was weird. And uh, it, it, I, I guess that it's because, I don't know if they were kind of uh, taken aback by how bad the match was previous to the segment. Um, but yeah, that entire segment was just a bomb. Yeah, the Bucks are going to really add to those fuckers. <laughs> well, let me go over to you, Mr. Simon Street. What you got? Uh, so my WTF is not so much an event that took place, maybe not on scheduled television, but more of a change in my heart and a new guilty pleasure that I now have. So before I go into it, let me preface this. I, too, hated this gimmick from the start. I hated this individual because his early humble beginnings, I found him to be talented. I found him to be something that he painted to be just extremely great. And then he moved up to the main roster and he took one horrible gimmick after another horrible gimmick. And the bad thing was I got a sour taste in my mouth even more because everybody freaking liked it. I didn't. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was cheap. I thought it was petty. And I hated it. Even to the point to where I, Simon Street, will admit I threw shade on every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, especially Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just because I hate happy Corbin. But I find myself fucking entertained to the point to where now I am just like the one guy that's on this goddamn show that loves fucking happy Corbin. And the reality of stupidity, love, Looney Tunes shit. Happy Corbin. Now I like Happy Corbin because the shit he pulled on fucking Friday was sheer delight. Not only did he fucking take out McAfee, he went that step to pretend to be McAfee and did it great. And had Corey, who looked sour than most times when he had to share the money in the pay-per-view paper event of not being the center of attention because McAfee's better than him. The shit was great. So now I'm part of the Impact camp liking Happy Corbin. You fucking happy now, Impact? You fucking happy? Corbin's you were dope. fucking right. Corbin's so that's my what the fuck. What the fuck has I come to? Cor Corbin's dope. 
And by the way, because I listened to last week's show as it was starting and uh, Sin City made a reference of, you know, I don't really know if if Bobby Lashley really had the pop he had at Money in the Bank. I mean, it sound, I don't know if it was really added noise. No, Bobby Lashley had a huge pop at Money in the Bank. And this past Monday, he also had one Sin City. So I'm just letting you know what I've been saying. And I know Matt Michaels is not on the Bobby camp like he's not on the Drew camp. But Matt is usually wrong 50% of the time. And this is part of the 50% that he's wrong on. So, you know what, guys? Just let you know, when you talk shit when I'm not on the show, I'm going to listen. I'm going to call you out, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go hey, off into you, that. Have you found Allegiant have Stadium yet? <laughs> <laughs> that part. I know, Hold on. Right? Time out. Time out. Did you still use the parking voucher <laughs> to walk from Allegiant Stadium parking all the way to the MGM? I got to know. <laughs> uh, hey, it's, it's damn near across the street. All right. Is it though? Not in the heat, <laughs> heat brother. It ain't shit. I know. All right, y'all. Let's go right into our uh, what we're looking out for. All right. So this one, uh, I don't know. Why don't we go? Why don't we go? You, uh, Sin City. What are you looking out for? So what I'm looking out for is. We heard from Tony Khan that the All-Atlantic title will be a traveling title. So, in other words, PAC will be able to defend the title in various promotions abroad, in addition to things inside AEW whenever they need him for the storyline there. Um, I'm interested to see how this title is treated. Um, Obviously, it's a way to, you know, possibly shoehorn in things where people may have travel issues or things of that nature. Um, I just, I, the fact that they didn't necessarily need another title and then seeing that this is a title that's largely going to be defended and not have a presence on AEW TV. I'm really kind of pessimistic with how it's going to go, but we'll see Uh, elsewhere. Jonathan Gresham has debuted in AEW and has turned heel this week turning on Lee Moriarty in their tag match against the Gates of Agony. I'm not sure. I'm really excited about that. I'm just telling you for starters. I looked at that like that was straight bullshit. Why do that to – this is the guy's the foundation of wrestling. Why? And now he's got got Tully Blanchard by his side. Right, and he shouldn't even be on AEW. He should be over at Impact where he was – yes, where he was over there doing some work. And he was he was he was doing what he's supposed to do, and now he's went over to the dark side. You know why he did that? Because they have better access in the dark side. There you go. Whatever. He he should be in someone's pocket square because he's that big. <laughs> Damn. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, let me go to you, Cyber Street. What you, would you? I'm sorry. Were you done, Sin City, or do you have? Yeah, more? I was done. Okay. Everything. Cyber Street. Go ahead, man. Uh, you know, as far as on the lookout, uh, just really quick two things, both of them coming from NXT camp. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, Julius Creed. Um, if you didn't get a chance, and, and again, I might be by myself on an island on this one, he definitely has the making of being something in in this business in the long term. Obviously, some things could prevent that, like anybody else. But what I see is I see somebody that is progressively getting better and better and better. 
Um, and don't be surprised, like I said, in the, ne in the next five, maybe less than five years, he'll be on the main roster. If he's lucky enough, he'll have a really, really good manager. Be great if he had like a Paul Heyman. Dude would be a million bucks. I'm going to be real with you. Uh, I'm calling it now. Julius Creed. I see you in the future. Second thing I will point out real quick is uh, very happy to see a lot of the changes that happened with NXT uh, Women's Division. They're, they're doing a lot of smart moves. They're safe. Um, they're giving people chances, and they're trying to grow their, their, their women's division. It might be in a small earlier goings, but they're making a lot of safe decisions. Um, as M Matt Michaels had stated a little bit earlier with Corey Jade and um, Roxanne Perez being the new NXT Women's Champions, I think it's in a good direction. Um, I, I think that they're doing a lot of good things by women's wrestling, and I hope that they continue to do so. Uh, and again, what we see today will be on the main roster tomorrow. Although I will be honest, there's a lot of last names in NXT, and they will be losing those last names. But I think Jordan Devlin is probably the smartest person because he just put JD in a last name that he knows if he goes to the main roster, if he goes, it will be lost. It'll just be JD. That's pretty much all I got for the lookout. All right, so my lookout. Uh, <laughs> Miz and uh, Champa, they shook hands. <laughs> yeah, they shook hands. So let's see where that goes. See, looking out for that. Sola Sokoa and Von Wagner. Mm. Okay. Sign me up for that. And this should be something that should uh, make the uh, AEW nerds a little happy here. Uh, Fire Fest. The Young Bucks versus Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland and Keith. Look, um, I think that's going to be pretty dope. Um, we're going to see. We're going to see. Uh, I'm excited to see what's going to come out of that. I will tell you this. I'm not I'm not a powerhouse uh, Hobbs fan at all because I think they have pretty much buried this guy already. But I would say, look, did this guy tone down some? Because he looked like he was he – he used to look like he was just fat to me. Now he looked like he'd been like he's, really – yeah, yeah, okay. He, the, the, the body transformation that, that Powerhouse Hobbs has undergone is insane. No, it's dope. Yeah. I got to give him props. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't hear what he did, right? I don't know. He, 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 he's on the same program that uh, Walter, I mean, um, what's his name, was on and how he toned down. No, 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 no. Keith Lee took his body fat from Hobbs and just. He did a Majin Buu type of bullshit, just took his body fat. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, anyway, that's what I'm looking out for. We'll see what happened with those three. Uh, Matt Michaels, what you looking out for? Uh, well, uh, you know what? You said Champa and Miz, uh, uh, Miz shaking hands. Uh, but I'm very excited to see Miz and Logan Paul, man. I think that Logan Paul is going to uh, bring a lot of new fucking eyes to the product and uh, should be fucking fun. Um, uh, kind of a lookout, uh, meaning I couldn't believe I was looking at it. Holy shit. Aaliyah still in the company. That was surprising to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Cause she still has uh, her hush money. Well, could be, <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to seeing theory on both Raw and SmackDown. Now that's fucking dope with the, uh, the briefcase. Um, I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing Chase U in Europe. That is going to be an excellent <laughs> thing. 
and uh looking forward to the gates of agony uh not being wasted anymore on fucking rampage and dark and shitty television tony khan's got a fucking made tag team that can fucking you know be better than his shit tag team of uh the young fucks and uh you know the starks and hobbs what the fuck is that tag team Starks still walking around with a goddamn ftw belt for no fucking reason is taz even involved with those guys anymore like nothing makes sense in your world steve <laughs> nothing you're telling me like i don't already know this <laughs> oh you're talking about the wrestling world okay yeah <laughs> that part that part the, the world he's not quite a, a part of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff. Uh, let's get into our final one, which is the best in show. All right. So my uh, best in show this week would probably be Impact Wrestling. It was tough because it was between that show and NXT, but um, just a lot was going on with Impact. Again, I, I mentioned Speedball uh, keeping the X Division title. Uh, Trey Miguel did a great job against Loretto Kid. Uh, there was a PCO match versus uh, uh, Black uh, Tarus. You had a um, Deanna Perrazzo and a and Mia Yim match. Um, overall, it was just uh, really good programming. Um, yeah, definitely my uh, my show of the week let me go over to you simon street uh what was best in show for you uh best in show i gotta be honest you know uh although i didn't watch uh, aew uh, so i didn't get a chance to attend the party this week but uh nxt did an amazing amazing job i think with a great american bash um again i think the recipe for any pay-per-view and maybe i'm just off alone on this one is you just take what you currently do all the time and you just turn that knob a little bit more with some good booking, a couple vignettes in between, and you have yourself a pretty decent, solid, uh, 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 you know, rest, wrestling show. And that's basically what we saw. Great American Bash. It was it was really good. And it wasn't because too many things were spectacular. Um, they were just really good. I felt like there was quality. And maybe that's just my opinion, but I really felt like it was quality. It was something that was good to watch. So for the two hours I watched, NXT definitely sold me this week. Uh, probably SmackDown a small second. That's only because the Tribal Teeth really, I enjoy seeing him because I know that if I had spent money at Money in the Bank, I wouldn't have gotten my Tribal Chief. And that is always befitting of, of a premium event booking. All right, all right. Sin City. <clears throat> all right, so AEW Dynamite. Um, we largely talked about most of the things on this show. But uh, I, I was unsure how the, uh, the partnership with Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm would be. Um, but I dig it. Um, it looks like as if they are committing to it and this is going to be a thing. They're actually going to be a tag team. Okay, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, but uh, nonetheless, I was entertained. So that's the key thing. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Impact, you did mention Roosh. And uh, in his singles match debut, um, beating Penta Oscuro. I mean, dude, yeah, there are, there are a lot of really good things to come yeah. with uh, with Roosh on this roster. And um, yeah, we we some people think that we had the B team out there 
other than Moxley and, you know, a couple of others, but it was, it was a solid show by everyone involved. No doubt. Matt Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. C team. Not B team. <laughs> C team. Uh, yeah. NXT. Great American bash. It was everything that you needed for the celebration of the 7th of July. It was great. It was American. Hands down. Best show. That's it. All right. Perfect. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us. We always love when you come and throw your comments into the chat. We also love if you just uh, download the podcast and listen to it. So we appreciate it. And uh, for those who are watching, we're going to be up next with our three count, three good topics. If you're watching now, you see what those topics are. But if you're going to download it, make sure you download Tuesday. Cause yes, we're going to talk about Mr. McMahon himself. And, uh, and we got a lot to get into. All right. So with that, again, we appreciate you hanging out with us. And we will see you next time. So happy wrestling. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.